0: For episode 10 of Flying Podcast, we're off to France. Well, luckily, France has come to us. I'm talking to Dave and Amanda Lord of Wanna Fly Aviation. As you'll hear, they run a flying school in sunny France. Whilst we're sat waiting for the clouds to clear and the rain to stop, they're enjoying 300 sunny flying days a year. All makes good sense to me. And of course, there's the wine and the food, which all goes to make for a near-idyllic lifestyle. Let's hear what Dave and Amanda have to say. Okay, so who are WannaFly? WannaFly
1: Airsports is Amanda and David Lord.
0: And you fly out of?
1: Uh, our own private airstrip over in France.
0: And whereabouts in France are you?
1: It's in the Limousin, just between Limoges and Poitiers.
0: Which is fairly central?
1: Central southwest, abeam La Rochelle, La if Rochelle. anybody knows France.
0: So. Okay. Um, a brief history of uh, who you are and what you are, when you learnt to fly? Well, we both met 16
2: years ago, Uh, got married last year. Um, I started to fly about 18 years ago with Mark Jackson, uh, just as a backseat passenger. Uh, Fell in love with the sport, passionately, couldn't afford to fly, which is uh, something that I think everybody everybody struggles with. Uh, Eventually got to the point where it was like, well, I need to do it, how can I do it? So it was a, a lesson a week, lesson a fortnight, the hard way. Um eventually got my uh, licence with what was Tony Wells over out by uh, Brook Farm on the west coast. And um, stayed there for probably about two years and then moved over to Crossland Moor. Just this, this is learning to fly on Flexwing wing microlights? That was flex wings, yeah. But uh, with Amanda's dad, we bought a Flash 2 Alpha, uh, which we tanked up a good 600-something hours in the, in the time that we had that aircraft. And, uh, and then af- after getting quite a few few years experience under my belt, it was a case of I was taking people flying all the time and, and somebody said, why don't you instruct? You he seemed to enjoy you know, giving that, that experience to people, so why don't you teach? And that's where it all started. And you took your flying instructor course where? I took that at Cywell with Paul Dewurst. Um, thoroughly recommendable. Um, he's a nice lad. He's, he's brilliant at explaining things. And then after the course, which is initially is 40 hours ground school, 15 hours flying, learning how to be an instructor, uh, flying from the back seat and the patter, I went over to Graeme Obson for my AFI test, uh, which I passed. Which well done. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know I'd pass until until right at the end. And Graeme said, I need a check for me and a check for the CAA. And I said, D- does that mean I've passed? He said, I thought you would have presumed that. So where he was coming from, I don't know. But... Uh, yeah, that's a high-pressure day, which, of course, all instructors have to
0: do every every two years as well, because we're re-rated. Okay. And once, we once you've passed that, you're not a fully qualified instructor, you're like an assistant instructor, is that correct? Yes, you're an
2: assistant flying instructor, and my initial plan was to wo- work with a guy called Mike up at the Moor at the beginning, and Mike felt that it was too dangerous for flex wings. Um, got a good relationship with what was main air then, with Jim Cunliffe and, and all the guys that work up there, and girls for that matter. And Jim was asking what was up in my face. I had nowhere to work and an AFI rating that was going to last 13 months. And he asked what time I could give and said, give him a ring in about half an hour. So I thought he was just going to ring round the instructors who, normally the instructors are dealers for, for either pe- uh, Pegasus at the time or Main Air. So I rang him back 30 minutes later and he said, uh, six weeks today, Friday, come and pick a machine up for me. So I said, where do you want it taken? He said, well, down to Barton. So who's the customer thinking that he wanted me to just have a look over it and uh, maybe give it a check flight or whatever I didn't know where he was coming from and he said no that's yours, he said I'm going to build you a plane you're working for me and your old school pal Mark Jackson and so I was uh, Main Air's AFI for, I think I got you've got to teach 100 hours before you can go for AFI I think it was about 11 months I'd, I'd amassed about 110 hours Jim rang me and told me that he was putting the plane up for sale and and that was that. So I'm, I'm indebted to to Jim and, uh, and the rest of the team, and, and Mark included. So what a facility, you know, working at, at Barton Manchester. It's, uh, a busy place, uh, mixing in, you know, my Lights with Group A, and, and it proves, I mean, this is a good base, basic to, to, to prove that the two aircraft can work and function quite happily t- alongside each other. Uh, so, yeah, that's okay. where it started.
0: And um, after Barton, you did actually set up a school at Crossland Moor, Huddersfield?
2: I did. I took my FI rating then. Uh, went back to Paul for that test and passed and then thought, well... We'll go and see what, uh, what Mr. Whittam, who was the landlord at the Moor, what he's got to say. and it, Because he put tentative questions forward about whether I would teach from there. But of course the other guy was still working from there, but only three axes. And Mark and Chris get on fine, eh? you know, both flying in the, 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 each type themselves. So I went up to and spoke to uh, uh, Dave Whittam and James, his son, um, they were very enthusiastic and said, "Whenever you want to start, just start." They got me a porter cabin sorted out. Uh, I won't, yeah, I need to stop. There. I was going to say, I won't say anything about Mike, but he wasn't happy. He wasn't happy, Bunny, and and that's that's where it started. Again, it's I mean, it's not a big catchment area. You no, know, Huddersfield's not too far away, um, but up in the hills, it's very difficult to get to places. But we started. We got a few a few lads on the books, and then word started getting round and. Before we knew it, or before I knew it, I had more people than I could actually fly. In, in the weather, that's flyable at
0: Crossland Moor. It's not the best place. Was there some doubt, you say, about whether you could actually fly flex wings from Crossland Moor?
2: I don't believe so, no. I don't believe so for a minute. I think the way that the quarries have gone since I left, uh, it's, it, it has become a site which might have been too unimproved mm-hmm. uh, from a teaching point of view. Uh, but at the time and the machines that we were using, I, I think it was perfectly safe and the nice thing about it, because it's alright discussing the negatives but the nice thing about Crossland Moor is that if you learn to fly there you're not going to have a problem, certainly in England, uh, landing at any kind of unusual kind of strip uh, because of rotor and, and wave conditions and things like that, so no, it was, um, when it was beautiful, it was beautiful and when it was hard, we had to work hard.
0: So... The weather was preventing you and your students flying, so what's the logical decision?
1: Move to France. <laughs> After persuading
0: Amanda,
2: <laughs> move to France. Um, we'd holidayed in France for 12 years. 12 years. years. Um, we, we loved the, the French outlook. Uh, they're very into the leisure, not just aviation, very into the leisure. Uh, example, no landing fees. You know, they, they're not out there for, for making money. They're just out there to, to enjoy themselves. Um, so we then started making inquiries as to how much it would cost to purchase somewhere. We looked at other places as well. Nova Scotia, but well that's a bit expensive to fly to. Uh, there's some fast, fantastic areas, very, very cheap in Nova Scotia. But France seemed to be common, for, uh, common sense for us because I have two young daughters. Um, Mandy's son at the time was 20, University, 19, 20 yeah. at uni. Uh, so we had to think about them and, you know, could we get back quickly in an emergency, etc.? Uh, from a family point of view. So, yeah, it, it seemed to be the best weather we could get for easy access. And that was the other important one, was getting students there as well, easy access.
0: So you mentioned it was halfway between Limoges and Poitiers, which yes. are where the budget airlines fly to?
1: That's right, yeah. It's, um, that was one thing that we, when we researched where we wanted to move to, it was very important that we could get students out there, like Dave said. So it's, uh, And there's a new line just open to Angoulême as well, so we've got three budget airlines, literally. 50 minutes in any direction. So
0: it's, uh, Okay. How long did it take you to find the property? I presume you need, obviously, an airfield.
1: About two and a half years. So, yeah, a lot of searching because our parameters were so small, if you like. You know, we had to have flat land, no pylons, no trees. And uh, we were taken to quite a lot of unusual sites that were uh, mountainous if you like. Probably thought we <laughs> so were trying
2: to start a helicopter school. Yeah, well. it
1: didn't really work um, but we fell in love with this particular place. Uh, went back to it a year later and uh, made an offer and th- the guy that was selling it said yes.
0: How many acres or hectares do you need for a uh-
1: well this is 65 acres but uh, we were looking at anything above 10 hectares so it was uh, yeah. 10
0: hectares th- in a
2: straight line would, would be fine <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But not many around <laughs> no, no not without big power lines running across the middle yeah,
0: exactly. ok so now you've set up the school and it's uh, residential so people can come and stay learn to fly
1: yeah we've got uh, two guest rooms which are both en suite so the, the, what we plan to do with the most important thing is that people could get themselves to the airport we meet them greet them take them back to the farm and then they live and breathe flying they don't have to do anything else the beauty of it is that i'm there looking after them doing i do all the shopping and cleaning and cooking uh, they normally stay for breakfast lunch and dinner and um, and then all their time can be concentrating on on flying and, learning to.
0: and you could actually just come over and stay bring your own aircraft so it's you know you can sort of fly in yeah we've had, we've had lots of visitors both last year and this year because
2: it took some uh, it took some work to get the the runway constructed. It was three parcels of land, lots of trees to come down, ploughed and seeded. Um, last year we probably had about 12, 12 UK visitors who flown out in their own aircraft, um, and maybe another five or six people who just came out just to enjoy themselves in the countryside, not really, with PPLs, you know, mm-hmm. so they didn't need any instruction. They took the plane for. Uh, or a fly around and and just a chill out well that, that's what we like about the place is it is when you get there it is a chill out the other nice thing about it is having people stop with us is it's from a teaching point of view i always wanted to have it as personal and one-on-one as we could and i didn't want somebody just coming in having the briefing going flying for an hour a bit of a debriefing and going away mm-hmm. um, and then having to entertain themselves if they want to go away the car's there it's fully insured and and they can disappear and but we always talk flight and and i just say to them when when you've had enough you just tell me to shut up (laughs) or walk away but at the end of the day people are out there to learn to fly and and it's my job to impart as much information as possible and and all being together makes that very very easy Uh, what sort of aircraft do you have we've got a pegasus quick at the moment and a sky ranger the sky ranger is a 912 and the quick is an s and we're looking, hopefully, uh, for January, February, maybe purchasing a new Quicker, uh, which would be nice. But we, we're reliant on selling 10 shares in the Quick uh, to, to help fund that. But I did fly at Blois. Jim let me and Mandy take it for about 40 minutes at Blois. And uh, it's 25% better than a Quick. I think it's easier to land. I need a little bit more time in it to qualify that. But, uh, yeah, that would be nice. The speed's not important to me. It'll probably spend its life trimmed at 75 miles an hour, but uh, a, a wonderful wing, and well done to Billy Brooks. And what
0: sort of training do you offer? Is NPPL Microlite?
2: NPPL Microlite, uh, both fixed and, and flex wing. I'd like to do other things in the future, maybe get involved. I did quite a bit of aerotowing up at uh, Crossland Moor, um, and some foot stuff as well. I love the doodlebug. Um, some of my best flying's been, been on a doodlebug with a target wing, flying around at 25 miles an hour, so... We would like to expand, but to make to make want to fly air Airsports and the runway in the backyard and uh, more usable is, is time and time and money investment. So, but we'll get there. I want it all flat.
1: And we take students from all levels, from uh, embryonic stages right mm-hmm. through people just coming to do a conversion from types. Oh, we try and cater for everybody.
0: And ground school. Ground school. Um, Yep. Yeah, of course. We do. We do. <laughs> Dave's an
1: examiner as well as an instructor, so we take yeah. them all the way through.
2: The whiteboard was in the kitchen up until uh, about <laughs> two weeks ago. We're trying to get the kitchen out of the middle room now. Uh, yep, we've got ground school. I'm uh, GR rated, so the exams and logbook stamping. And um, became an examiner uh, three years ago, so we we can actually you know go right the way from from the beginning to the end or finish off at the end. Uh, We 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 can give everything that uh, that's required for getting the empty. You're a
0: one-stop shop for the whole. One-stop shop.
2: Yeah. Somebody once said, "Do you think that would be difficult to examine your own people?" Um, It's not, because I've I've got the time to build a relationship with somebody, um, whereby they know that if they failed, they failed. Mm -hmm. Um, We've not had that, so that that's nice not to have had that situation yet. But uh, I just have to put a different head on that day.
1: We've actually completed nine GSTs this year, so it's uh, not bad in a year.
2: And 17
0: first solos.
1: Well done, all you guys. Really? <laughs> I've
0: done that across them more So my next question, logically, is how's it working out for you? Super tiring. <laughs> We're, We're loving had, it. <laughs> we had, because people are with us, uh,
2: living with us. Last year we had uh, seven nights on our own in seven months. So it is was. Is that too many? Uh, yeah good question actually (laughs) it's just trying to find the respite while it's all punching along it's great um when the when the last student went went back home in uh, mid mid mid-november it was just like like somebody just put the handbrake on and i think we had two days
0: numb and then then we got tired no it's what
1: we'd planned for it's fabulous
0: yeah what are you going to do in the... Uh, yeah, I presume you do have an off-season, do you when you're not?
1: Yeah, from normally from November through to February. Then we, we start training again in February. But we've got an awful lot of work to do on the property, so we're at the moment in the middle of doing the briefing room and kitchen, so that'll be our aim for, for springtime next year.
0: So touched a little on the future, like buying new equipment. Anything else you've got lined up? We could possibly do... I love the Sky Ranger.
2: I think it's a superb aircraft for flying. Um, it's gentle characteristics. I uh, think we might just split the Sky Ranger, which we've got now, uh, which Mandy's dad built, and, and fund maybe another kit. But uh, there's certainly not, not enough building time available for me this winter, so probably next winter. Um, it's time and money. I'd love all the toys. We want to do some float flying. Um, I've got to make some inquiries. i found a lake which is only about four nautical miles away. Uh, the, the owner's not, uh, not resilient to, to us using that, Again, it's, it's, we've got to find a flex... I want to do it flex-wing first. Yep. I've got to find a flex-wing and some floats and going out there and get qualified because I, I don't know the first thing about it. Apart from you've got to move when you're engine warming. <laughs> it's a, a, a taxi warm-up. So, but, yeah, that would
0: that, be nice in the future. Okay. Well, that's brilliant. What, uh, what are your contact details if someone wants more information? Website? Amanda?
1: <laughs> we've got um, www.wannafly.co.uk
0: just how do you spell wanna fly?
1: W-A-N-A-F-L-Y
0: And the French phone number?
1: Is 0033
0: That's brilliant. Thank you very much. I look forward to coming down next year. Make sure you do. Nice to see you. OK, thank you. Thanks, Dave and Amanda. If you're thinking of learning to fly microlights, this option certainly makes sense to me, especially if you'd like to get your licence. ...in a reasonably short time frame. Uh, They're really nice, friendly folks and take their teaching very seriously. Uh, You should be able to get your licence and have some fun along the way. Uh, I do hope their venture is a great success. Uh, It certainly sounds like it's going to be. Uh, For those of you that have been sent this podcast... um, ...and would like to subscribe to the whole uh, catalogue of episodes... um, ...you can find Flying Podcast on iTunes, of course and the usual podcast websites, such as podcastpickle.com, podcastalley.com, or just Google Flying Podcast, and I'm sure you'll find it somewhere. Well, that's it for episode 10. I hope you enjoyed it. As usual, if you have any comments, please drop me a line. The email address is steve at flyingpodcast.co.uk. I'll speak to you again soon.